0: Say it with me, everyone. Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Tops in the Journey to the Last Jedi trading card set. Voyage across the galaxy with Tops and an all new trading card collection. It's great, it's a good one. And don't forget the Star Wars Card Trader app. Collect and trade cards from 1977 to The Last Jedi. It's an entire Star Wars galaxy in the palm of your hand. Download for free now in the App Store or on Google Play. Tops.com. Check them out, and we thank them for their support
1: One Take Blossom did it again
0: This episode of Geek Out Loud, it is chapter six of Stranger Things The Monster with little Omi on your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud podcast. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you. Some people call me One Take Glosson. I just you you can just call me Steve and uh, (laughs) One Take Glosson if you're nasty.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Oh man, been almost a decade since uh, Geek Out Loud hit the. The old podcast airwaves, and uh, actually, I believe it has—it's been over a decade. I think we missed the tenth anniversary proper. Give me, give me one moment. I, I've been distracted by the chat before we get into uh, Stranger Things. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. The uh, the the show actually began uh, on a feed uh, on an RSS feed for, um, for for on Geek Out Online on the Geek Out Online RSS feed. Uh, that was when I was trying to blog and do everything from the one site and I didn't know about category podcasting. And so I ended up getting another site, which is geekoutpodcast.com, where we do the whole shebang from, um, now, and that's where you can find all the RSS feeds for all the Golaverse shows and also the iTunes link, um there when you go and click on subscribe to the Golaverse or RSS feeds at the top of the page there. And um, and, and so my first actual posting uh, of Geek Out Loud 1 on, on that site came in April 3rd of 2008. However, it was originally posted in October of 2007, and I'm, I don't really actually have the actual date when that was done. I wonder if that's still over at geek out online i'm sorry now i've got i got to know guys i gots to know um exactly the date it was posted i want to say it was around the 17th i think we're about a week behind the official 10 year anniversary of geek out loud but we should probably do something for that I, i guess i'm moving for the 10 year anniversary that's that's what i'm doing um is is actually moving before I go, all right, I'm going to click here on old Geek Out Loud on that category and see where it takes me. This is, we are we are delving deep into the archives. Um, ladies and gentlemen, deep, deep into the archives. And, uh, man, back when I used to actually, and what I would do is, is once I posted a, a, a an episode at Geek Out Podcast, I would turn around and then go post that it was up on uh, on the dot So, look, it was a. Uh, I used to make things really hard on myself. Man, let's see let's see what some of these episodes were called back in the day too. That that's always interesting, and to see what the descriptions are. I'm sorry, we're doing a little bit of a a a sidebar here. Online episode seven shout outs and shameless plug. While it's not my best offering. ...of a podcast ever. It is what it is. In this episode, I talk Smallville, the viral campaign that is underway for The Dark Knight, Justice League casting rumors, and I answer some questions about heroes and assign a new name or two. Oh, yeah, and David Hasselhoff comes to Geek Out Loud, sort of. I mention him while I'm talking about Knight Rider. And then I have some links to all the different stuff that was going on. Um, Okay, that was in... I guess I could have clicked October of 2007. I don't know if I have that on the sidebar or not. Here we go, October 2nd. Wow, missed it by a mile, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And here, this is funny. October 2nd. So this puppy's later than an issue of All-Star Batman and Robin. Remember when they couldn't get comics out on time? The stuff may seem a bit dated, but I get to talk about all the stuff that has me excited lately. Namely, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, The Dark Knight, and Smallville. I do go off on a tangent or two here or there, and the heroes talk is really short, but don't worry, later this week we'll catch up on heroes. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to immerse yourself in total geekdom with me. Um, So that was fun. Second episode of Geek Out Loud on the 7th. On this, the second episode of Geek Out Loud, Jason from the NCN blog and podcast joins us for some heroes discussion. Well, it was supposed to be just heroes discussion. We end up talking about Thor, the Justice League, the Avengers, and old times collecting comics. Then the best little sister in the world joins me for a little Smallville talk. This is a long one, so we tried to make the Smallville talk a little abbreviated. Also, please excuse the ums and ahs in the, in the Smallville portion of the show. I, I, I used to edit out all the ums and ahs, everybody. I used to edit, but now I'm one-take glossing. Episode 3, I'm All Alone is the title. In this episode, we finally get around talking about those photos that leaked from The Dark Knight. We talk about the legal issues surrounding Superman, Heroes, Smallville, and a little more. Here are the links for some more information I give them there. Uh, Geek Out Loud Episode 4, A New Hope, parentheses, I had to do it, close parentheses. In this episode, Back to the Future, gets an honorable mention. The Incredible Hulk is looking good. Justice League gives me a Smallville headache, and Heroes inspires a challenge. I do get a little negative towards the good folks at Warner Brothers Studios, so I apologize in advance. This is supposed to be a positive place. And then, of course, Geek Out Loud 5 is the podcast strikes back. in November 5th, I was doing pretty good weekly. After two weeks, Geek Out Loud returns. On the show, we talk about the new Captain America, Heroes, Justice League again. And a little bit more about the recent happenings at whysoserious.com and Rory'sdeathkiss.com. There's also a little Smallville talk with a huge shout-out to Derek over at Starkville House of L for letting me sit in and guest host on their most recent episode. Look at that. And, the, and it begins, ladies and gentlemen. And it begins. Five episodes in, and I'd weaseled my way into the biggest Smallville podcast on the internet. Now, I'm disappointed in myself, because in Geek Out Loud episode six, I called it Aunt Petunia's Favorite Podcast instead of Return of the Podcast. Um, Aunt Petunia's Favorite Nephew is something that Ben Grimm used to call himself, the thing. He used to call himself oh, Aunt Petunia's Favorite Nephew. This week's podcast, we have our usual Heroes in Smallville's discussion, there's a little bit about the Writers Guild strike and Marvel's upcoming slate of music projects. Here are a few things I realize. I call the most recent episode of Smallville, Lara when it's really wrath. I'm talking kind of fast. At recording time, I was hyped up on coffee. You're listening. I really appreciate it. Hmm. Let's see where we got Yeah, There was no Geek Out Loud that weekend. All right. I'm going to stop reading old stuff. <coughs> um... <laughs> January 2nd. Before I get into the show description, I apologize that this took so long to get out. I have 50 different reasons why, but let's be honest, I wouldn't accept the excuses, so neither should you, the listener, have to. There are some things that are a little bit dated, like Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, how about that light bulb, what a great invention, etc. Hey, that's a funny joke, Glosson. That's a funny joke, but hopefully you'll enjoy it anyway. Derek from Starkville's House of L joins me to we talk about everyone's favorite villain, Heroes, Villains, Infected Villains, and the Magnificent Dark Knight trailer. This is a long one, so grab some leftover eggnog, leftover turkey sandwiches, and set in for a long winter's Geek Out session. When did I, I mean, when did I stop working? In this episode, we look at my first review in a big-time magazine. Y'all, that's classic stuff right there. That is, so that's episode nine, Geek Out Loud nine. I want to suggest Geek Out Loud 9 to everybody. Because um, that's, a, that's a worthy that's a worthy listen. You're listening to the Geek Out Loud podcast, the official podcast. Oh, listen of to, to little Steve. Online. Listen to com. young Steve. Than a speeding bullet. Previously on Geek Out Loud. Oh, remember when I used to do this?
1: More powerful
0: than a locomotive. Derek from Starkville's House of Ale, the 10th Wonder Podcast. Ale. Able to leap tall this, in a the barrel. greatest podcast in the world. Derek, how are you, buddy? doing good. I don't know if that's a very uh, in true sky. intro, but thank you for that. It's <laughs> well, we try, I try to treat people nice on the show. Levels oh, are okay. terrible. Levels are well, you know, terrible. in real life, it's a total different thing. I was <laughs> going to say, this is the complete opposite of our show. We just bash each other, but here we have to
1: play nice. It's the sky. in the sky. It's a bird. You know,
0: there there was so much more that went that's going on in Smallville. With Clark he just blamed himself, and blamed himself. Well, you know what, buddy? When you when you blame yourself for your dad's
1: death, you, you, there you go. Yeah, yeah you are on the nose that time. I didn't even enjoy to that much. I mean, I did. I just it's a good
0: movie. I love Tom Hanks. I was just three hours into it, I was like.
1: No <laughs> <home>.
0: <laughs> listen to that terrible reco- recording quality and listen to the terrible levels on the music. My Atlanta.
1: That is terrible. All,
0: like you and I in the past, and I'll go ahead and put this out there. Expect to a Geek Out Loud podcast dedicated to, to the Muppets. To the and, and when we do that, Derek, I'm, I want you back on. Uh, I, I wouldn't be anywhere else. And we did have Derek back on for the Muppets. Okay, let me yes, bump Yes, I enjoy... And I'm adding to all the time as I find new things. I also encourage you to email Fox and, and kind of send to them how much, if you enjoy the show that you do, so they know it's worth keeping around. We haven't got news on whether or not it's going to be renewed. I'm pretty sure it will. I think it's a safe bet to say that the Sarah Connor Chronicles will be back uh, next season for a new season. But, you know, just to make sure they know you like it. Make sure you're watching it. Big life things That's that have terrible. gone on. Um, there, You know, I've been sick here and there mask you cannot call yourself a child of the 80s fantasy sci-fi action adventure kind of thing when it came to robots you on this planet and he let's see here he was one of the more obscure characters and still have friends in real life and in the way that i read it so let's try this here we, okay here we go this is the best is my best movie guy so that's wonderful that's wonderful feel free to give it a try but we doubt you news first end on a good note but I said let's go with the good news first and I got the message back you were mentioned in sci-fi now that is very good news thank you so much sci-fi now for mentioning me and then it dawned on me well what's the bad news and basically he said well they wrote you another one well I tend to disagree with Derek and I want to thank Heather from redcapemusic.org for getting this to me and bringing this to our attention I want to read this review from Sci-Fi Now magazine. Magazine. He got online. Verdict, two out of five stars. They listened to episode six, which was Aunt Petunia's favorite podcast. 68 minutes from back in November. Podcast enthusiasts take heed. It's imperative if you want to attract a steady audience, you do not have intro music that lasts for over two minutes. Those who ignore such advice will find at least half of their listeners switch off if it wasn't necessary for this review, we would have taken such action with Geek Out Online. In its defense, the panel do talk somewhat passionately about Heroes in Smallville, but countless other shows can and have done better. Recent news chatter about the writer's strike and Marvel's upcoming movie projects aren't enough to make up for previous failures. Feel free to give it a try, but we doubt you'll be able to stomach it for long.
1: Okay, a um, couple of things couple of things here (laughs) with that first off i love the fact uh, to me
0: it's very positive it's very positive they they use me as an example to other podcast enthusiasts they're like listen check this out you go do this go go check this out here's something that you need to take heed of granted you know and it's two five it's two out of five stars they almost thought i was half perfect listen how country i sound wonderful that's wonderful. Do I still um, sound that country? They give me a defense. Granted, they're they're British, so they spell defense wrong with a C, not an S. Um, they, I talk passionately about heroes in Smallville. That's because I am passionate about those things. Other shows can and have done better. You know what? I'll agree with that. Starkville House of L has always consistently did a much better job than I ever hoped to do when it comes to talking about Smallville. The Tenth Wonder does a much better job than I do when it comes to talking about heroes. Um recent news chatter this time it was about the upcoming Riddle stu writers Riddles Strike and Marvel's upcoming movie projects. Um yeah, I was talking about those I guess on that podcast. I need to go back and listen to that podcast. But uh you know, so anyhow, here's what I want to do with this review. Throw because it in the trash. I don't think you quite I don't think we quite get the. Way to sniffle feel into the podcast, that we need to have Right in the mic. Uh, that they want us to have for this review because I don't think it's meant to be read in the way that I read it. So let's try this. And this is my best movie guy. Movie? Movie guy? Podcast enthusiast. Take heed. Wow, that's terrible gloss. In a world where it's imperative, if you want to attract a steady audience, you don't have intro music that lasts for over two minutes. How did you miss the inner world joke? Those Wilson? who ignore such advice will find at least half of their listeners switching, switching off. Switching off. If it wasn't necessary for this review, we would have taken such action with Geek Out online. In its defense, the panel do talk somewhat passionately about heroes in Smallville, but countless other shows can and have done better. Recent news chatter about the writer's strike and Marvel's upcoming movie projects aren't enough to make up for previous failures. Feel free to give it a try, but we doubt you'll be able to stomach it for long. So, yeah, that doesn't really work for me either. Um, maybe, okay, all right, all right. I'm in South Georgia. And, uh, and in South Georgia, there are a lot of rednecks. A lot of people make fun of South Georgia, which I think is ridiculous because there are stupid people everywhere. So um, That's right. There are stupid people everywhere. Let's see what this sounds like from one of the natives but here. Mo- but where mostly where in Florida. <clears throat> mostly in Florida.
1: Podcast enthusiasts take heed. It's imperative if you want to attract a steedy audience. in Okay you don't have intro music that lasts for over two minutes. Those who ignore such advice will find at least half of their list and their switch off. If it wasn't ne- necessary for this review, we would have taken such action with Geek Out Online. In its defense... <laughs> defense. I, my, I've got a defense the We the fence out in our front yard. The panel do talk somewhat passionately about Heroes and Smallville, but countless other shows can and have done better. Recent news chatter about the writer's strike and Marvel's upcoming movie projects aren't enough to make up for previous failures. Feel free to give it a try, but we doubt you'll be able to stomach it for long.
0: I did like the feel-free-to-give-it-a-try delivery there. Hmm. Okay, I'm, uh, that actually made me laugh at myself there. <laughs> you know, I tell you, there there are some things in life that are always funny, and it's always funny to hear people talk with helium uh, once they've inhaled some helium. So let's do it. Uh, like this, as if I have just inhaled a bunch of helium. That's a good idea.
1: Podcast enthusiasts, take heed. It's imperative if you want to attract a steady audience, you do not have intro music that lasts for over two minutes. Those who ignore such advice will find at least half of their listeners switch off. If it wasn't necessary for this review, we would have taken such action with Geek Out Online. In its defense, the panel do talk somewhat passionately about heroes and shavio, but countless other shows can and have done better. Recent news channel about the writer's strike and Marvel's upcoming news projects aren't enough to make up for previous failures. Feel free to give it a try. But we doubt you'll be able to stomach it for long. Okay.
0: So um, I, went, I went into a little cart. How, how do you want to take that? I do want to say this, though. And I don't know how you listen to the podcast. Maybe you listen on iTunes. Maybe you listen straight from the website and stream it live. Maybe you have Zoom or some other type of media. There is an there's this incredible thing that iTunes does though. Um, and I and, and there I the bulk of our listeners come from, but even if you stream it live, um And by the I way, stream live, it live if you stream it from the website. Okay, thank there's you. There's this Glossom. amazing thing that programmers have done with iTunes and with the Flash player that's on the website where you can take the little button that's tracking you along where you're at and you can move that forward a little bit you can move it forward as much as you want. So if a two-minute intro turns you off and you want to get straight to the heart of the matter, here's an idea. Fast forward the thing. Anyhow. Oh, I got serious with it, um, didn't I? Hmm. Yeah, so the that thing. was a little discouraging. Fast forward a little the thing. I really like the idea that people can't be able to stomach what we have here because there's so much meat. There's so much to take in that it's hard to stomach. I mean, that's just what we do. That's how deep, how deep we are. There's one other way that we need to mention this um, review. I think this is the almost half perfect. Backwards. Oh, backwards.
1: What? all It'll be be you'll here be You make you this here. i
0: so there you go the review let me know what you think i appreciate all the kind words that i've gotten from people who know about the review and have seen it We, we post from people who know about the review and have seen it You're so good to me. I really appreciate everybody who's been listening in. Makes me feel raw, warm, and fuzzy that someone would actually take the time to tune in to my podcast because I'm just one lone man down here in the swamps of South Georgia talking about them things on the TVs and the movies and the comic books that I like right here into my little microphone. Thank you so much for listening to the Geek Out Loud and to the British Sci-Fi Now magazine. I say, you know what? You can go screw. That's what I say. Uh, they're still around. Is sci-fi now? Um, I just I googled them out of hubris and to see if they hoping hoping that the magazine had indeed folded, but they stepped into the digital age quite well. They have a website and everything, and um, uh, yeah, that's a that is an auspicious moment in the ten year history of uh, uh, of Geek Out Loud. So Geek Out Loud is 10 years old as of October 2nd. So this is really our 11th year, but we could say we're 10 years old and spend this whole year celebrating a decade. I don't know, and play little bits like that every now and again as we think about them. Um, If you could stomach it. But this is a hard-to-stomach show, as we heard. And I gotta tell you, 10 years going strong, still just as hard to stomach as, uh, as ever. So... Um, <laughs> in fact, so hard to stomach that no one has taken the bite yet, taken a bait, has eaten it. Hey, I wonder who's um, I wonder who sponsors, what kind of sponsors Safi now has, because I tell you what kind of sponsors we have, tops. Oh, what a segue, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you do it. Ten years in, that's how you do it. One take, plus it. tops we're glad to have them on board you know tops there they've been in the collectible card trading business business since 1950 when they first put baseball cards in with their bubble gum now there's no more gum sadly that was always a you know it was always fun to buy five or six packs and stick every stick of gum in your mouth while you're going through you know and the game was don't slobber all over your cards and um but they don't do the car- They don't do the gum anymore. As collectors have gotten serious about not wanting gum residue on their cards anywhere, and uh, of course, you know, Tops has all manner of collectible trading cards from baseball to Star Wars. Right now, they've got their in stores now. The Star Wars: The Journey to the Last Jedi trading card set. This set has uh, scenes from all across the Star Wars saga. As I've told you, um, let's do a reading real quick. Let me see if I can find a find one and do a quick reading. Uh, here we go. This is oh dueling the dark side. The image is Ray and Kylo dueling it out on uh, Starkiller Base, and uh, it's a great little picture too. By the way, man, I always this is the thing I love about trading cards is that some of the still shots they get are so good that you know some things might not have necessarily been in the film. They might have be from a different. They might have be. They might be from a different angle than what you'd see in the film, and, uh, and this is kind of reminiscent of that. But uh, it's Ray dueling with Kylo Ren, dueling the dark side. It's got that great 1977 uh, border from those original cards. The back looks like the back of the original cards with the yellow, uh, the primarily yellow background and the film reel up at the top unrolling with the Star Wars title in it. And then down at the bottom, this one has a TIE fighter uh, flying or the Death Star. Here's what it says. Star Wars The Force Awakens, number 18 of 20, enraged and wounded by Chewbacca. Kylo Ren pursued Rey and Finn into the snow-covered forest outside Starkiller Base. There he engaged them in fierce combat, making skillful use of his unique cross-beam-hilted lightsaber. Rey was sent hurling against a tree while Finn, using Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, was swiftly defeated in a one-sided duel with with the far more experienced Ren. And that's card number 88 from the Journey to the Last Jedi set. Check it out. They're great cards. They have the uh, autograph and the sketch card inserts that you can chase down. Very rare. And the ultra-rare triple and double autograph cards. But also, don't forget about the Star Wars Card Trader app. This is how you can digitally get your own piece of the Star Wars Galaxy. You can collect and trade officially licensed digital trading cards from 1977 to Star Wars The Last Jedi. By the way, the Star Wars The Last Jedi card set will be in stores in December. Unlock exclusive content and original artwork. Chase relic and signature cards. Interact with fans around the world and relive the galactic adventures of almost 40 years of Star Wars. Almost 40 years. We're going on over 40 years. In the first ever Star Wars Digital Trading Card Experiences. Uh, users can open free packs every day, get coins and awards just for signing in, and access daily card releases. It's the app every Star Wars collector should have. Start amassing your collection today. Download the Star Wars card trader app free now in the App Store or Google Play. Let's get into Stranger Things, everybody. Here we go. Uh, Episode 6, Chapter 6, The Monster. When last we left off, Nancy, like a moron, climbed into a tree. Nancy, the queen of bad team decisions, and uh, and so she and Jonathan, looking for the monster, out in the woods, and uh, or and or looking to find what they could find, the deer gets snatched away. Nancy ends up in the upside down, coming face to face with the monster, and he, and that's where we left off. So here we go. We're at zero, we are zeroed out here on Netflix, and I encourage you to do the same. Get, to, get your counter to zero. I'm going to count one, two, three, play. When I say play, I will be hitting as I'm saying play. I will be hitting play, so you hit it along with me. Here we go. One, two, three, play. Netflix. Okay. had a great time with Chaz talking chapter five. I did not line up a guest for this episode, and I apologize for that. And uh, here we are opening now where we should, right where we left off. Jonathan trying to find Nancy and figuring out where she's at. The thing about this is this gives us a little insight into how the Upside Down works. There's a portal near Jonathan, and so as he yells, Nancy can hear him. Um, when they're in, When they're near in the same place... And maybe it's because the portal has been open altogether. The point is, is you can kind of hear things. And, um, back and forth. And that's how Will could communicate a little bit with, uh, with Joyce. And of course, you know, she came face to face with Will in that real weird moment through the wall. And, um, and they're still not understanding this. Nancy, I I get the sense that Nancy feels like she just crawled through a tree, basically to the other side. And, um... And now she uh she feels like she's lost and can't figure out why Jonathan can't hear There is a little bit of a continuity here. that tree looked like it was closing up much more quickly uh at the end of last episode than it is there, but it does offer us a little bit of drama, <clears throat> knowing that it's closing, and uh as we see when Nancy gets pulled out it gets, it's it's kind of a close call but uh Jonathan. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that even though Nancy's in there, Jonathan being a little bit more uh, trepidatious about getting through than Nancy was trying to chase down that deer. Um, and, and again, remember, even now, though we still don't fully understand everything, there's your first jump scare of the show. Uh, I promise we won't have a... I can't promise we won't have a jump scare like we did the third time around last night, but um, we're going to try not to have a third jump scare. Uh oh, it's just disgusting. I'd be like, get off me, woman. You've got nastiness all over you and filth. Gee whiz. Now Jonathan watches the tree grow back and close, which I think is important because I hope what this is doing for him is, is locking into his mind some of the things that his mom saw and, and said she saw um are 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 making a lot more sense. I will point it out again, as I have each and every episode. The minute I saw the Stranger Things title sequence, I was sold on Stranger Things. Re- I, at this point, honestly, regardless of the content, I mean, the content would have had to be atrocious or incredibly vulgar for me to not continue to give this show a chance after seeing this title sequence for the first time back in Chapter 1. But, um, man, I love it. I just think it's amazing. I can't wait for Stranger Things 2. We are just we are mere days away really at this point. Just a little over 48 hours away or so from it dropping, maybe about 53 hours from it dropping on Netflix. Really super excited uh, about it. Um you know, the, with with everything coming together now and 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 this is where this episode really begins to put a lot of those pieces together um, finally as as we get into it. But it's not without its bumps in the road as we're about to see, as we're about to find out with uh, Steve and his stupid friends. Man, stupid Steve. I just, he will not be invited to Steve Con. I'm sorry. Steve Con is going to take place without the uh, the young man who plays Steve. We're not going to have him show up. He's got a long way to go to make me like him in Stranger Things too, because I still just have a hard time with him and his hair. So be gone with you, Steve. There is the BMW that Shaz is convinced is the burnout car that we saw on the road uh, back when we were attempting to trespass into Hopper's land. Um, and we unsuccessfully did so. By the way, I began a blog post today. As I said been feeling under the weather and then had to run go take care of some business so uh you will have more blog posts coming your way in fact the next blog post is going to feature uh three different locations that we went to um two were definite trespasses and one felt like a trespass so we'll we'll you'll see those uh and you'll see pictures from those locations as we as we get there um i don't ship joyce and hopper but i kind of ship joyce and hopper um I guess you would call them Jopper, joyper joyper's fun hoist hoist isn't as fun as joyper to me joyper sounds like something very exciting and and uh and enjoyable um and uh so I'm I'm going to go with joy, joyper not hoist as we mentioned with Shaz that drawing does come into play and and I and this comes, in, and again, it shows just how well Joyce knows Will. Joyce is, she's not a helicopter parent by any stretch of the imagination. She works hard for the money, Donna Summer, and she makes sure that she is able to provide as best she can for Will and Jonathan, but she's also involved in their lives. She she is concerned, she knew about, you know, she mentioned Jonathan was wanting to go to NYU since he was six, and here, when he mentions a... um when he mentions a drawing, she knows Will likes to draw. And so she's thinking, well, maybe that's where they took Will. And when he says it's stick figures, she knew then it's not Will. And so now that's hot, That's honestly Hopper's uncomfortable moment. I, there's no need to see a teen in the shower. You could have just shown, um, I guess to show her flashback and how she's freaked out by it is one thing. But she could have been looking in the mirror after her shower to do this you i I don't look i'm very uncomfortable with some of the links they have pushed nancy to in this in this episode because we know she's not like a senior in high school or something you know so you're not able to say well she's probably 18 it's just not it's not very comfortable for me um but she is freaked out and rightfully so but anyhow uh, this the drawing and and Joyce letting Hopper know that it wasn't Will's drawing. Now, coupled with um, the the conversation with Benny, knowing that Benny uh, had harbored a child before he was killed, and knowing now what he knows about Hawkins Electric, and now all these things—see, this is—it's all coming together. So that's where he points out the lady who claimed that uh, Doctor Brenner, Papa, stole uh stole her child. And so that's gonna set Joyce and Hopper. That's gonna set old Joyper off on a on a mission to discover exactly what's going on. And um and so, as we say, there's going to be more come to light. Uh a couple of questions. I, I'm still iffy on whether Eleven is the daughter of Terry Ives or not. I mean they do play it very well that um you know that she may just be drug-addled and 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 a little crazy and and had hallucinated the whole concept of um a baby being stolen from her but knowing what we know it's it's 100% possible so i intend um i tend to rather think that yeah 11 is is her daughter we'll see more of them momentarily as we get there this is where the teen drama comes into play this is where all the teen angst and stuff Um, begins to happen because as we saw Steve climbing, leaving the BMW that Shaz says is probably the burnout car on the road to Hopper's place where, uh, there was only one of us who trespassed by the way, there was only one of us who hopped a gate. I don't have pictorial evidence of that though, which is really distressing and disappointing to me. Um, and it, and it, and it's a very lawyer move if you know what I'm saying that those pictures were not delivered. That's all I'm saying about that. Uh, Steve has seen those two together. He's unhappy about the situation, and that's going to lead to some to some bad times because Steve is a bad person. Steve is not a good dude. Uh, as Shaz and I talked about, you know, this is this is the low point. You know, um, Mike's not knowing how to feel about Eleven. He's tearing down a little fort that he made. He feels betrayed as much as anything, and and I think. That's important. These kids, honestly, to me, they do a great job of keeping these kids above the fray. They're not perfect kids by any stretch of the imagination, but all of their actions and motivations, I feel like are pretty clear and very believable in a situation like this. Mike, of course, had a crush on Eleven. He trusted her completely. He feels betrayed. Uh, Lucas never trusted her. Um, Lucas, trying to be the level-headed one, Never wanted her around. He thought she was only bringing too much more trouble, which, you know, may eventually turn out to be the case. And of course, Dustin just wants his friend back. we talking about, they all want their friend back. I mean, everything they're doing, they're doing in the name of getting Will back. Um, they feel like they have information that no one else has. And so everything they're doing is, is with that primary motivation of getting Will back. Uh, and and then everything they do within their own little group is with the primary motivation of how they feel is best accomplished. And then everything that falls apart there is because the ways that they felt, you know, are supposed to. And, and, and look, if you ever had friends as a child, you know, especially close friends that you did everything with, you know you had those moments where you just didn't like each other. Where you where you got into fights and you had to make amends and and I don't know I don't know how kids are today to that end. I don't know how kids hang out with one another today or get mad with each other or, or deal with their conflicts and that sort of thing, but I do know that back in the day that's how we did it, especially boys. We had our we had our arguments, we had our disagreements, and the rule was really just like this, if you started it, you had to go um, make amends. And and it didn't happen too much. It didn't happen too often where we'd get into it like this. I had a friend one time, here's a fun story. I had a friend, we used to have a a, a a fort, I say a fort, a clubhouse for lack of a better term, back in in the woods. And actually one of our friends' dad took some lumber back there and he built a nice tree house, almost like a glorified deer stand, into this tree. And um we nailed some short two by fours to the tree to use as a ladder to climb up into it. There was a a trap door hatch that opened up that we opened up and got up into it. And we'd sit around up there and talk. We had a zip line down to a little uh, hut type structure on the ground with one way in. And we'd kind of go in there then and sit around and and chat and talk and make plans for where we were going to explore these woods. That was a lot of what we did. We played softball and football in the backyard and and we'd go exploring in the woods. And that was kind of our base of operations and our starting point from where we would go out. It was our forward command center if you would from where we'd go out and explore these woods and find new places of you know where to go and um and map out kind of how we get from point A because we could what we could do is actually get around to different places that we couldn't necessarily get to on a, on a more heavily trafficked road. Uh, but we could, but we could go back through the woods and get there. And so it was that kind of stuff. And then we'd go walk in the railroad tracks and stuff, just fun times playing in creeks and in the mud and all that good stuff. But anyhow, a bunch of us were in this, uh, we were, we were in this little, um, uh, hut and, uh, we were getting out and you could only go out one at a time. And you had to kind of crawl out. And, um, And I forget what we were doing or saying, but apparently um, my friend thought I had said something rude to him, which it would came out of nowhere if it did. Like there was no reason for me to say anything, you know. And as I stood up, he sucker punched me like right in the face. And then he took off running. And and I was just kind of stunned. And I'm like, what in the world? And so I'm like, I'm done with you, dude. And I just walked away, you know. And sure enough, the next day I came back and apologized for hitting me. And he's like, you know, you you said that about me being a jerk. I'm like, I didn't call you a jerk. He's like, oh, you didn't? I'm like, no, dude. Why would I have called you a jerk? He's like, I don't know. It just kind of hit me the wrong way. And so I hit you. I'm like, well, all right. He's like, you take a hit with me too. And so I like punched him in the gut or kneed him in the groin area or something. And all was well you know we were friends again now we can be friends again so that's how that's how kids did it back in the day that's how we work things out i've got a friend named crevice i call him crevice he calls me crevice it's spelled different that's how you tell the difference and um crevice and i got in a fight when we were in middle school uh over something silly and stupid you know and after that we were inseparable you know And, and, and and that's and that's how fights used to work back then. Now you get in a little fight and you're expelled, and you're never allowed to see each other again, or you know God forbid you 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 actually work out your differences on your own as children and learn how to have disagreements and and get over your disagreements um but uh but you know, so like I say, I don't know how it's really done amongst kids today in kids' circles, but that's how it was done back then. I've rambled on and told life stories, and we you know we missed uh Dustin coming to tell Mike about um you know you drew first blood, so you got to make it right um and uh the uh and now we're, we're treated to a flashback and this is the moment this is this is the moment in time this flashback leads us to the moment when it all comes tumbling down, poor eleven like everything about her in this moment is a girl, a child who thought she'd found acceptance and friendship like she'd never known and in one moment as we talked about just acting on instinct uh you know she feels like she's ruined it and what you see in her in her time at Hawkins Electric often is fear and regret and and uh it, but not this. This is heartbreak. This is, this is her never really having her feelings hurt, never really feeling heartbreak from a friend. You know, she's used to Papa punishing her for not doing things like she's supposed to do or he wanted her to do, but she's never been accepted and then lost that acceptance. And and so what we what we get from her in this moment, this is eleven now dealing with heartbreak for the first time. This is eleven dealing with truly hurt feelings. Uh, for the first time. We used to have locks when I was a kid on our doors that, um, you know, all you had to do, there were a push-button lock on the other side. And so all you had to do was just pu- put a little toothpick in there and you could pop the lock, no problem. Um, then when we moved, we didn't get to have locks on our doors. and My dad would just walk in. Like, he didn't even knock. It was kind of annoying, but he'd say, "Hey, it's my house." Okay, and what do you what can you you can't argue with that. It's my house. Understand what's going on with these guys. <laughs> I love Dustin. Understand what's going on with these guys here. Is they want to make friends, they want to be friends, and and um. And then and then as kids sometimes you got to be a little over dramatic and that's what Lucas is doing the pacing back and forth you know and acting like he's trying to figure out he's thought about this before we got here um you know that if they come back we're going straight to the gate and uh and and so this is still I love it because this is how kids do it's like no I'm not going your direction And Dustin, of course, trying to be the mediator, and he uses that old Dungeons & Dragons thing. It's fantastic. I mean, gosh. And there was always that kid that would try to mediate when you got in an argument, when you got in a fight. There was always the one kid. If you had a good, tight-knit group of friends. And the the words like this would be used, terms like this would be, it's not worth it. Hey, y'all are friends. Y'all remember what happened last time? somebody's going to get in trouble. You know, I'm going to get in trouble. You know, um, if we do this, how are we going to play softball? You know, don't y'all remember? We all share this one thing. There would be community things. You know, we built this trail together. Like that, there was all kinds of stuff where we, we talked about, you know, doing the stuff that we would do. and, And the mediator would always try to bring up these things. Um, Lucas's home is literally next door to Mike's. It's it's just a little bit. It's a little piece down the road. It's not. It, it's pretty much right there. There are. There's I, maybe there's another. Steve Bennett's going to have to help me out here, um, if he's still in the chat. I believe that Lucas's home is just exactly one door down um, from Mike's. Um, <laughs> this is a Piggly Wiggly. This 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 location here, Winkie's, is now a Piggly Wiggly. And the staff in the Piggly Wiggly, some of the friendliest people you'll ever meet in your life, uh, you walk in, they're like, hey, welcome to Piggly Wiggly. And you know, I was like, good Lord, they scared the bejesus out of me. Um, and as you'll hear, if you've listened to the Stranger Things Expedition episode, the um, the waffles are not where they're at when Eleven gets to them. So that was a point of contention for... Uh, for Steve and chaz um <laughs> I'd already found him, and uh, but they're looking they're talking about getting that picture just right, you know, making sure they get all the letters it's It's actually pretty funny the signage is um is still there um that uh up on the walls, like it's still that old timey stuff um which is obviously was there before they ever went and shot they d I doubt they put that there. For the shooting of this movie, it just kind of fits in because a lot of these small town grocery stores that were built back in the seventies, eighties, or earlier, even the sixties, um, every time they've remodeled, quite often they leave those upper walls alone, and maybe we'll put some new shelving in or that sort of thing. But you can always see the marks of the past in those places. It seems like, especially down in our little towns. Um, Luke Lucas's house is just a couple down from where Mike's house is in real life. And there is a, um, there's a, uh, there's a lake according to Steve behind Lucas's house. Did we reenact the Eggo scene? Well, they took this picture of, uh, loading up on egos, but I believe what's actually in this case now are frozen vegetables and stuff. The ice cream is still right there, as I recall. um, but they did take a picture of loading up with some egos. We did not shatter a door. Uh we did pay for everything that we pulled out of the store there. Um there was an interesting man who I, I maintain is the owner. We got that shot of walking out of the door uh with the sign to our left over her right shoulder, but our left. If you if you don't believe it, we can review. We can always review. We'll tell you that you can hear that story on uh, on the Stranger Things expedition cast. This house reminds me of one that was kind of down the road. Uh, no, well, not really down the road, but on our way um, to the park in Athens, Georgia, and also on our way uh, to my sister's school when we go pick her up. It was a house that often got painted different colors. Um, I believe the final color that I remember being was like mustard yellow with a with a red trim about the color of that door, red and blue trim uh, the red was about the color of the door and the blue was the color almost the color of the walls there that you see on the outside of that house and this it's kind of the same make of a house it reminds me of uh, that one whenever I see it so there's old Terry Ives now y'all i look I'm not um I'm not trying to dog on old Joyce right now. But I realized the minute I saw Terry Ives that she wasn't all there. But Joyce just keeps talking, like, what in the world's going on? And then Hopper does too. Y'all, nobody's home. Y'all, nobody is home. You're not going to get her to talk. At that point, you go sit down with the sister, and you have a conversation with her. And why didn't the sister go ahead and explain it to him? What a, I mean, what a terrible thing to do to your own sister. And then uh and then to them. Alright. Oi. Oi. Um Lucas tying the bandana around his head. Classic eighties move, ladies and gentlemen. And uh I'll tell you who brought that to us primarily was uh was old Rambo, um First Blood, uh when he when he tied his uh bandana around his head. Um, that became a move, and then, of course, later on in the eighties, it became a big move. Uh, First Blood was released in nineteen eighty two, so it fits right in with the timeline of of this film or this show rather. And uh, I'm doing the same things that people in Jackson did. They they filmed a movie here. No, it's a TV show. Um. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's that. And then later on, The Karate Kid would do it as well. Um. And uh, you know the whole. The whole tying a bandana around your head like that, a headband, you know, you just felt ba when you did it as a kid, cause Rambo did it and showed off his muscles, and Danielson did it and did the crane punch, the crane kick, and if done right, no can defend. By the way, let's talk about some of the greatest eighties movies. Uh, First Blood, I think, has got to be up there, and I'm excluding Star Wars, Rocky Four, Rocky Three. Um, the Karate Kid, of course. Um. Back to the Future in 85 is still one. I like they realize, yeah, if there's, if there's this much going on, it's it's 11. It's definitely 11. Definitely, definitely 11. Um. We parked, uh, you see where the yellow car is? We parked, there's a... The parking lot goes a little bit further past that yellow car we parked there and didn't even notice the coin laundry of course until uh they were out taking pictures and then they then we drove past it to take a look. It's really grown up around there. Um that is a that is an unused building in in much disrepair. And it looks about the same as it does. Like you you're seeing that coin laundry and, and really outside of some weeds that have grown up there around it. It it looks just about the same. Um we should list Goonies is a great one, Last Starfighter. Uh, Karate Kid 2 is fantastic. Um, Absolutely love him. She's at the fourth door taking... No, you didn't. I thought you took pictures at the right door there, Steve. Anyhow, Steve says she's at the fourth door taking the goes, and they took pictures at the second. I don't think that's right. I thought we were right at the right place. Um, War Games, Better Off Dead, Never Ending Story, Raiders of the Lost Ark. All great movies. Princess Bride? Look, all great movies. We goofed. Oh, so you should have reviewed? Is that what I'm being told here? You didn't review? Hmm. But by God, we got that poster on the right side of your shoulder, didn't we? You can check out the Stranger Things Expedition for that one. Sorry I was uh, paying too much attention to the chat. Twelve years... So that would put if eleven is her child, that would put eleven at twelve years old, and eleven's name being eleven means that she is number eleven of at least eleven test subjects and um and so that means there were ten others like her and it could be interesting to explore that in future stranger things volumes i i It wouldn't surprise me if they do um and so and here we go. What I don't understand the flashbacks of those moments. Th- those flashbacks are not for Hopper and Joyce, because of course they didn't see them, and they're for us. You know, and the and the eleven flashbacks we're seeing again are for us. And so I think that's a clue for us that it is indeed Eleven who is the daughter of Terry Ives and who was taken from Terry prematurely. And raised basically as a lab rat, um, you know, and so this fills in a lot of the uh, a lot of the gaps of of, of eleven's mystery. I, as I said, I tend to believe that it's Terry Ives' daughter, and um, and so it's filling in a lot of the gaps of of the mystery of eleven here, which is a good thing. Now, when you go to the gate that is Hawkins Electric Gate that we we pulled up in and had a weird moment with a truck following us out and everything, um, there is a fence that goes around it and, as I recall, goes on back into the woods, and that may very well be exactly that fence. This store, ladies and gentlemen, is actually not an army surplus store or a um, or a pawn shop. This store is... Uh, full-on an appliance shop, a used appliance shop primarily it seems to be, an appliance junkyard almost, and it is packed wall-to-wall wall with dead appliances. It does not look anything like this. Um, you, you couldn't even see the walls, really, for all the stuff that was laid around. You could barely walk around the place. And uh, this is where there was an old man who was pushing 90 years old, Uh, who thought that we were scouting the location to film at the shop. When we were explaining to him we came to see the shop because Stranger Things had been filmed there, Uh, he never quite understood us. Bless his heart. Um, Clever use of a flag there in the window to, uh, to, to cover up the outside. Now, if that is the corner, and Steve, I don't want to disagree with what we were saying, I don't think that's the corner where the pawn shop is, though. Uh, based on the structure on the outside of that building, and the the wall there behind Nancy looks a little bit different than the wall to the... Uh, this feels a little bit like a different angle than what we were walking back up toward Hawkins. It could be the way everything's being filmed... Or maybe I misunderstood. No, see, that's a different place. But now they're running up a sidewalk that does go right in front of the pharmacy and everything. And they're looking across from the Royal Furniture Company, which does not say Royal Furniture Company. They're jaywalking. And what you're about to see here, that is a facade. The the marquee and the... Um, the ticket booth and everything is a facade, uh, that is put up on a, on that storefront there. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the location of the jumbo wings and tenders that I never got to eat. This alleyway is there. It looks just like this. We spent a lot of time just chilling in the alley, which I really enjoyed. There's something, as I say on the stranger things expedition podcast, there's something that makes you feel really cool when you're hanging out in an alley. And, um... And we were back there. The the restaurant Grease Trap was back there as well. So so if the wind blew just right, you'd catch the whiff of old grease, which is never fun. It's never enjoyable. Um, And it's much more narrow than than it looks here. You can see how far over the, the car there is parked against the wall so as to allow multiple cars to come through. But we had one car come through while we were there and we had to really press up against the wall to get out of the lady's way Um, because it is it is a little bit narrow but they're using really good camera work here to to make it seem just a little bit wider than it actually is and um, look Steve's just a terrible person he's a horrible individual meanwhile there's a kid lost Meanwhile, Nancy's best friend is absolutely missing. And so you just want to keep giving someone a hard time. You want to keep giving this guy this rough time. His brother is missing. You deserved every bit of that, Steve Byers. Not Byers, what's his name? I don't know his last name. Steve with the stupid hair. Oh, Steve, do you oh you're gonna get it now. You shouldn't have taken it to the ground. You should have stayed vertical. Good move by Sam There's a punch right to the face. And now Steve's friend's trying to get in the midst of it. John is having none of it. A swing and a miss. A swing and a hit. My God.
1: This guy is my witness. He's broken in half right in the face. And now Byers is on him. Byers is on Steve. He's in the ground. He's punching his lights out. Here
0: comes the police. You can see how much that car actually filled up the, the alley there. They've got the whole
1: thing blocked.
0: Steve's car way off to the side.
1: Good Lord, he hit a police officer! My God, he's out of control.
0: And they're all arrested. Some great stage punching. In fact, I just noticed something. You can, when Steve's running away, you can see how bloody he is. But in the first shot of him running away, there's not a lot of blood. There's a little bit of dirt and grime there. Of course, Nancy's upset. Richard Dawkins, ladies and gentlemen, one of the Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawson. Wow. Richard Dawson, one of the greatest game show hosts ever, kissed more women than someone who kissed a lot of kissed more women than Casanova. Um and uh he he knew what the survey said. Joyce has been really affected by the situation with Terry Ives, as we can see. Look at there. Come on, Joyper. There you go, Hopper. You reassure All hope is lost. Man. I love this show so much. Mm. And there's Hopper opening up to Joyce. You know what I'd give for a chance. And it brings her back. And see, this is, you want to talk about hope. You want to talk about, you know what I'd give for a chance. Here this lady is talking to um, Nancy and says he's her boyfriend. And Nancy's like, he's not my boyfriend. See, I think you better tell him that. Nancy gives that look of realization um, here like, oh, wow, he has feelings for me. And she starts to be nice. And I was really pulling for Nancy and Jonathan. I was shipping Nancy and Jonathan. Jonathan. Jancy. Jancy. I like Jancy. Jancy and Joyper. Those are the official Geek Out Loud shipper names of Hopper and Joyce and Nancy and Jonathan. Jancy and Joyper.
1: Yeah, everything's fine.
0: Nancy's a liar. Nancy is a liar. I hear, you know what? I should have had... I need all-female guest stars to help me navigate some of these waters with Nancy because, you know, the other night, Christy was really taken up for, and Christy was right, to. I think. I don't think... You know, Christy just wants everyone to get a fair shake, especially Nancy. And so... I really need some females to help me navigate the waters of what was going on there. Was she trying to be distant because she doesn't like him? Um, was she uh, was was or was she realizing she had feelings for him? The Running Man is a great eighties movie, by the way. Okay, this is. This is leading in to one of the greatest sequences in this show this is This is probably one of my favorite moments of of this whole show is what goes on here with will and Dustin and the bullies um, and of course the, the whole point of Lucas doing this is Lucas is now discovering what Hopper has discovered. They're all learning those the right information and coming and and getting the right knowledge in different ways you know so hopper is the one who's kind of known of hawkins electric this whole time 11 of course knows the whole story but the boys have only known that will is missing and they know of the upside down they know of the alternate dimension that is the building at emory university uh where we walked into the filming of another movie Um, the boys know of the Upside Down, and they know of Eleven. Joyce knows of Will being somewhere that she can't quite get to and can't quite explain. So, So now, with Lucas finding out about Hawkins Electric being in on this whole situation, Lucas has discovered now what Hopper knows. Hopper has discovered something about this other child, and so he knows there's more than just will involved in the situation now as far as children who may or may not be in trouble and um and and so we're 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 getting to that moment great throw mike we're getting into that moment of um of conjoining everything together of of bringing it all together when when we recognize, and that's what leads us into our climactic final episode. Um, and they do it so well. They do such a good, oh, I forgot about Nancy and Jonathan. Nancy's actually been to the other side. They recognize that there's a monster thereafter. And so they all have different parts of the same information, the same situation. They all have to bring it together now. And when it all finally comes together, it leads in that climactic final episode. It's one of the great things about this show was the structure of of learning different things through the different characters and and coming to the point of them all coming together for the big climax. Now, this is, this is what speaks so highly of Mike right here. Mike is about to die just so his friend doesn't get cut. This goes beyond fight. This goes beyond bully. Understand, you know, that these guys are... Um, basically criminals in the making that pulling a knife on a kid and threatening to cut him could get you sent to juvie basically, even in the eighties, this is not good behavior. And I do have to call shenanigans on Mike now. See, all right, the big dude, not a fan. Um, I do have to call shenanigans on Mike. He steps off rather than jumps as we saw the rocks kind of jutting out from the edge there he needs to get some distance to at least hit the water, and he's not going to do that. Mike is now dead. Mike has leapt to his death, and um. And he's in trouble. Wait a second. What? <sighs> Fantastic. Love that shot right there, of him dangling in the air. Now this shot, this composite shot here of him going back up and pan in in the camera panning. It, is a, it looks like a composite shot straight out of the 80s, to be honest with you, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Everything about the way that shot was structured, and even those guys right there appeared to be on a blue screen for that pickup shot. Um, everything about it was structured, looked 80s, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, I loved it so much, in fact. Big boy's down. Little boy's arms broke. Eleven has come, and she's angry, but she's in control. There and that and I think that speaks volumes. That that I don't know that it, there's been self reflection on Eleven's part, but there has definitely been a moment where, you know, she doesn't break the guy's neck. And here we go. We see the origin now. This is the going to be the origin of the monster, and just how bad everything was. And and what happens? See, eleven, eleven knows what she's done, as we'll see momentarily. But man, bless her heart. So she's dealing with guilt that she shouldn't have to deal with. It's not her fault. Did she do? Th- this is the difference. See, you can say it's not Nancy's fault that Barb got taken, but it is. If Nancy would have done what she was supposed to do, got back in the bar- car with Barb, go home, you know, go sleep, wake up, go to school, Barb would still be with us. But here, you know eleven's having to do this. She's doing what she's told by Papa. She has no idea this is going to happen. Papa doesn't realize how how just what a monster this thing is, what a creature it is, and what an animal it is that's driven by hunger and instinct, and has completely scared the life out of eleven so of course, uh what's happening here with the touch she touched him, and her I believe. That more than anything, her actually touching the monster, the demigorgon, if you will, is what causes the breach there. But it's not her fault. And bless her heart, she's carried the guilt and someone needs to just hug her and say, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Eleven. It's that that stupid Papa Dr. Brenner's fault. Eleven's one of the greatest characters in television history, ladies and gentlemen. And you don't get to utter in my presence a bad word about L, Because if you do, I will probably have to get in a fight with you. And I will say you drew first blood by, uh, by even uh, saying bad things. I love that moment. And I love Dustin going in for the hug, too. <sighs> so sweet. They're all friends again. Now we can be friends again. Now it's just a matter of getting Lucas back on board. And uh and they're not quite ready to do that yet. Lucas is not quite ready. Lucas has discovered Lucas has put two and two together. He saw the Hawkins Electric guy wave at him when uh when he was leaving his house. He was there at the building and he saw Hawkins Electric and he's put two and two together. Oh remember what Shaz said about kids being put in peril? That's the building at Emory University. Again, that's the lower level that we didn't get to go down to. And here they go. And here's the thing. This is friendship right here. As Lucas has put this all together. Now this is, I, I believe, in the neighborhood where we actually took pictures of where they flipped the van. I, I believe that may be the same neighborhood, uh, which is a completely different neighborhood, a completely different town than where Mike's house is located. So, we end this episode with our kids in peril. The bad guys are coming for them. And, um, and we'll see friendship prevail in the life of the kids. And we will see things get ramped up yet another notch when we get to old chapter seven the bathtub. And, uh,. I'm tempted just to go ahead and watch it right now, but I, I, I cannot. We must we must wait until we're together again tomorrow night, and we will be together again tomorrow night to watch Stranger Things chapter seven. And I want to thank everyone who's joined us live at mixercom Golaverse. Y'all, I've had a really good time doing this. It's been a good time, and I appreciate everyone um, hanging out with us and uh, and 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 doing the deed and watching this stuff with us. It's been it's been it's really been a joy, and uh, I, I like hanging out with you guys. When we're doing the live chat stuff, when we're doing these live shows, it's always fun to have you here with us. And if you can join us, follow us on Twitter to know when we go live. At Geek out! We're at Geek Out Loud and at Golaverse is the best place to follow us to know those things. Um, get in on the Facebook group and interact with all the other listeners there. Uh, you can get there easily by going to geekoutonline dot com slash group. And uh, if you join up, if you haven't joined yet. There is a short questionnaire just to kind of confirm you're a listener and that you're not trying to sneak in and cause any trouble or anything. So, uh, and and, uh, and then once you have joined, please make sure you read the pinned post by Teresa about the etiquette and stuff that we carry on in the group. And uh, just copy, you know, sign your little name in the comment section so we know that you've read it. and um, And then jump in the fun, man. We have a good time over there. Our our friend, long-time listener, Admiral, the Admiral, Admiral Pettit, Alicia Pettit, she does Monday and Tuesday night watches of Raw and SmackDown, and we'll put her comments there about the wrestling, and people will post some fun memes and, and get discussions going about other things and geekdom and music and stuff. So uh, head over there and like it. It's a good time. Uh, if you want to support the shows, and we hope that you will, uh, Patreon is you, is the way you can do it um directly our featured supporter of course for all these shows is our good friend steve bennett of team steve and uh and and we appreciate his support of the Golaverse, and we appreciate everyone who supports the Golaverse through patreon at patreon.com slash geek out loud uh for 10 years we've been doing this and for 10 years we've been having a good time and i hope that uh we'll be able to have a good time for 10 more uh that'll put me at 50 talking about this stuff so you know makes sense You never know how the show has evolved and changed over the years. You never know how much more it will evolve and change. Stick with us to find out. I think it'll be a fun ride. I think it'll be a good time. Um, The email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you as this is all said and done. We hadn't really been tackling emails through this rewatch, but when we get back on track with regular episodes next week, uh, we will definitely start getting into the emails and everything. So shoot us an email. When Stranger Things 2 debuts, watch it and let us know what you think. Uh, we've got Justice League coming up. We've got Thor Ragnarok coming up. We're, we are literally less than 10 days. We're nine days away at time recording from Thor Ragnarok. So just a little over a week away from Thor Ragnarok. Get your tickets. Go ahead and pre-order them if you can. Use Fandango to do it. And you can find Fandango links at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com, as well as those Amazon links which really help us out. Amazon, The Amazon link has been huge in helping us out. I hope that you understand that you're not paying any extra. You're just going and clicking on that link. Instead of going straight to Amazon, you go to geekoutonline.com or geekoutpodcast.com. Use those Amazon links to get to Amazon, and then do your shopping like you normally would, and it really does help us out in a big, bad way. Think Geek is there. Entertainment Earth is there. Great places to do holiday shopping. We are in the holiday season, and those are great places to do shopping for the geek in your life and don't forget geekoutonline.com shirts where you can get your geek out loud gear uh, there so that's the store where you can do that do it now uh, beat the rush for Christmas buy all your loved ones geek out loud merch they'll love it I promise and you'll be glad you did um, I should have been playing music is what I should have been doing to get this, to get this party coming to an end uh, so we'll start now I'm tempted to do a big honking show bit and um and throw out a little REO speed wagon and really end on a high note. But I don't know that I can sing along with it. That's my problem right now. The pipes are such that I don't know that I can get that Google in the upright position to do the REO Speedwagon. You know? I don't know when that when that song was put out there what at what point in the 80s or 70s Ario speedwagon released this particular song this is not Ario speedwagon you're hearing right now um and uh so i i don't know i'm just i'm saying that you know you never know listen to the big Honkin' show if you want to we'll be glad you did this was released in 1978 the song i'm thinking of if you listen to the big Honkin' show we play often and sing along with that song the Big Honkin' Show. I've got to put out that episode of the Big Honkin' Show from this past weekend. We we record Latin live on Friday afternoons. I'm still just rambling. I don't want to leave, guys I don't want to leave. I like being here with you. It's like hanging out with friends, you know. And you just kind of keep talking and that sort of stuff. And, um. You know. Wait, Tintin says, "Must we? Must we what, Tintin? Listen to Ario Speedwagon? Is that what you were talking about?" Are you are you anti-REO Speedwagon? Tintin? Tintin, are you REO Speedwagon? Are you anti-REO Speedwagon? I need to know. I gots to know. Before you go. Before you go, I gots to know. Are you anti-REO? Well played, Steve Lawson. Well played. <laughs> Sometimes I enjoy it when I run. And uh, and that's what I just did. Um, overall, this last episode was really good, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know what else I'm trying to do? Oftentimes, I won't listen to the plugs at the end of the show because they say the same thing every time. And so I'll, I'll pull the curtain back. I'm playing a little game where I just keep talking because you never know what you're going to get when someone keeps talking like this. And so I'm just kind of playing a game to get people to stick around and listen longer. Is there more show? Will we be doing it? You can look at the timer and see how much is left, but you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if there's going to be magic in in those few minutes. You don't know if if maybe, just maybe, I'm going to throw a few lyrics on you of something. You don't know. Oh, must we quit? Yeah. Well, it's getting time. It's getting time. It's getting time. But I'll fade that music out. And uh, we found out that Tintin is not REO, so that's what we know.
1: Oh, snap! I did it anyway! Someone get on that piano! Someone get on those drums! Someone get on that air guitar, because it's coming in right now! Oh, yeah!
0: I'm going to sing my altered lyrics. It's true that
1: Luke is able... Oh, but he's not willing to train Ray in the force that she's so strong with. Who thinks that she's unstable and her power's chilling? So Ray will find Kylo to train and work with. So if you're tired of the same old story, oh, turn some pages. I'll be here when you are ready To roll with the changes Yeah, yeah I knew it had a half fun But the table's turning Yachting me through my darkest hour the time you're felt the desert burning, until you pour on me like a sweet sun shower. So if you're tired of the same old story, oh, turn some pain.
0: Oh, thanks so much for joining us, everyone. I really do appreciate it. It's late here on the East Coast, so I've got to shut her down. It's Tuesday night. If this were Friday night, we'd be going till two or three in the morning. So uh, after that, but uh, as it stands, I gotta say good night to everyone. Hey, go ahead uh, before we go. Go ahead and mark your calendars down if you will. Uh, we'll, I'll go ahead and make this announcement here on Geek Out Loud. Um mark your calendars. Let me double check I've got the date right. And um
1: Keep on rolling Keep on rolling.
0: Saturday January twentieth. Saturday, January twentieth. Uh, mark your calendars for the 2018 Goliver's Marathon. Where we're going to be raising money for charity on that day. As we get closer, we'll give you more details about which charities and how we're going to uh, handle doing that, and uh, our goals and everything else. So go ahead and mark it down, uh, January twentieth, and uh, we'll you'll, we'll be getting more details out. Uh, in, the, in the coming weeks before Thanksgiving we'll have everything lined up for you thanks so much for joining us on Geek Out Loud thanks for hanging out with us through Stranger Things tomorrow night chapter 7, the bathtub and then we get into the big climactic episode hope you have a great one and I hope to see you again on the next Geek Out Loud have a good one everybody I wonder what sci-fi now would say about that ending.